check, check, mic check. This is the Fly Moto 60 Show. Presented by Truck Hero, Pro Taper, and Get Data. On PulpMX.com. Taking your calls and looking ahead to the races. With your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody. Thursday, March 30th, 12.01 Pacific Time. This is the Fly Race and Moto 60 Show. Thanks for listening, everybody. Appreciate it. Get it on iTunes. Get it on Stitcher. All that good stuff. This is where we look ahead to this weekend's Monster Energy Supercross race in St. Louis. It is round 13 of 17, and we have seven points between Eli Tomek and Ryan Dungey in the 450 SX class. This is coming down to the wire. And it's going to be interesting and exciting and thrilling all at the same time. 702-586-7857. Give us a call if you want to talk some Supercross with Jason Wygant or uh, Jason Jason Thomas. Either either guy will be on. And uh, please give us a call if it's about St. Louis or it's about uh, Detroit that just happened. Or if it's about something else, uh, feel free. Please. Give us a call. We are giving away a Fly Racing goggle bag. It is a goggle garage bag. It holds goggles and lenses and tear-offs and everything else. It's a must-have if you're a local guy racing. It, uh, it's super sweet and uh, divides everything up and makes everything cool. It doesn't sit and roll around the bottom of your gear bag and get full of dirt and dust and everything else. So please, uh, we're going to give that away to a lucky caller today on the show. And as well, the 2017 and a half Kinetic Mesh Gear Massive Airflow uh, this stuff has from Fly Racing. It is really least uh, the guys wore to daytona check it out bunch of new colors bunch of new things as well and the mips helmet uh, f2 carbon helmet with mips mips helmet god carbon fiber kevlar cool max mips fly racing's f2 carbonated standard form is as close to a factory race bike as a helmet can get canard pike millsaps baggett by the way, Millsaps and Baggett just killing it right now for the Rocky Mountain KTM team. They take the F2 carbon helmet right out of the box and onto the racetrack, and it's 10, di- 10 graphic styles, 22 colorways at your local authorized Fox Fly Fly, fly Racing dealer. I'll be all right, everybody. Uh, also, too, ProTaper, ProTaper.com, whether it's Bradshaw, Anderson, Barsha, ProTaper can be trusted to provide revolutionary products that continue to set the industry benchmark. For all others to follow from the Pro Taper bar, remember that thing when it came out with no crossbar? Blew everybody's wigs back. Well, they're still making that. The Fusion bar, the one-third waffle grip, the Twister throttle two, the micro bar. Check out the micro line of bars and grips if you have a little one, please. It's uh, KJSC uses them. Standard uh, equipment on that. And a real good idea. Really smart. Geico Honda, Rockstar Husky, JGR Suzuki, just some of the guys that use Pro Taper products. Truck Hero, they are a supplier of premium vehicle accessories made in the USA. They outfit light trucks and SUVs from bumper to bumper, comprise of worldwide renowned brands like Back Industries, Undercover, NFAB, Bedrug, Husky Liners, truck-hero.com, proud sponsor of the Auto Trader JGR Suzuki team, their parent company of NFAB as well. Truck Hero, get them while you can, and get, 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 destroy the start, get the whole shot with get. Uh, Chad Reed, Cooper Webb, the JGR Suzuki guys all use get. The uh, LC GPA, the new launch control system developed by get engineers together with the top teams around the world. The technology that made Get Riders World Champions is finally available on the market. Please check it out. It's a real simple bolt-on to your bike that'll uh, help you uh, destroy the start, uh, get more horsepower, uh, be able to fine-tune your machine and everything else. 702-586-7857. Why well, Thomas. Got a few lines open still. and uh, So please give us a call. We're going to give away that Fly Racing gear, uh, Goggle Garage. And uh, Jordan Smith and Eli Tomac uh, all agree. The big winners from last weekend. What's going to happen in St. Louis? I don't know. What's wrong with Ryan Dungey? On that note, taking your calls in the corner, holding things down at 702-586-PULP, uh, is our producer of the Moto Fly Race and Moto 60 show. He's back after a one-week hiatus. The Tits Legendary. Hi, Steve. Level of concern for Ryan Dungey right I, I, now. I don't want to talk about it. It's, it's... What's going on? 
What's wrong? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, you seem rattled. Sure. Oh, you are man. rattled right I, now. I, I, I can't tell you. I was I was watching the race. Uh, I usually don't watch them live because uh-huh. I got a DVR and I like to fast forward through the commercials. Uh-huh. But I was in uh, New Orleans last week, so uh-huh. fortunately my my room had it. Okay. You know, so you, instead of in New there. Orleans, you, instead of going out in the in. Uh, in downtown New Orleans, you huddled around the TV. I huddled around the TV. That's correct. And uh, it ruined the rest of my night. I, I'm watching, and I'm like, okay, he's coming through. And then he just took forever to pass Millsaps, and I'm like, what is going on? And then he still gets a third, which is okay, but still lost more points. And I I just I don't even know what to think anymore. I'm uh, definitely level concern, you asked, was probably <laughs> closer to an eight at this point in time. I mean – What's going on? Like Millsaps, he would look. Davey rode great and everything, mm-hmm. and Baggett's been. Mar, Marvin's got him handled. Yep. Eli's got him handled. Yep. In the past, he would go around the number eighteen, like Not, nothing. Like nothing, exactly. Yep. And uh, it, now, great. It wasn't a great track for passing, but he still managed to pass. You know, everyone else without too much of a problem. But yeah, he couldn't couldn't do it. And I was. Uh, definitely I mean, not a happy camper after the race was over. Does he? Does he hang on to this? I'm going to say no comment. I, I, I don't want to say no. <laughs> he's, he's rattled, folks. Tits legendary. Look, the thing is, is again, uh, if you had told me, look, hey, Tomac's going to beat Dunge. He's got Dungey covered in raw speed. I'd be like, okay, I get it. Whether it's Ryan Villapoto, whether it's James Stewart, uh, sometimes Chad Reed, Ryan Dungey hasn't had the balls out speed of these guys over the years. But he's always been a tick off, and he's in great shape. And he doesn't make mistakes, and that's his strength. So if you said to me, Tomac's going to beat him, but Dungeon's going to get second, I'd be like, okay, no problem. But he's struggling to get second right now. Marvin's catching and passing him in two races this year. His starts have gone south. He struggles with Millsaps. He struggles to get along. And that's the biggest question. Like, what's going on with him? The raw speed part, I'm okay with. He's never had it. Well, of course he has had it. He's had it sometimes. But generally speaking, he's never been able to go balls out. Uh, so I'm okay with that, but he, it's the other stuff that's going away a little bit. And that's the scary part for, for Ryan Dungey fans like tits over in the corner who I've, we've been doing the show a long time. I don't know tits. If I've ever seen you so rattled right now, I don't like it. I'll tell you that. I don't like it one bit. (laughs) Your man is mortal. He is human. Apparently he is not a terminator. He's not the, the, the dungeonator, like, uh, at least not like he used to be. And we got a no comment on tits from whether he thinks that Dungeon can hold on to this. It's a damning statement if I ever heard one. All right, let's get to some phone lines. We're coming up with Jason Thomas uh, here. First up, it's Cole. Cole, what's going on, man? Thanks for calling the show. Hey, Steve. Thanks for having me. Um, I just wanted to put some discussion on Dungeon and how you guys are kind of putting so much emphasis on his dominance from past years compared to now. I don't, I don't really understand why it's such a – big issue because maybe he's just kind of getting into the end of his stride while Eli's coming into it. No, you're right. There's a natural progression, right? I mean, people like to talk about when RC beat McGrath, and and I get it, he did beat him, but Jeremy was already 26, 27 years old when that happened, and right around where Dunge is. So it's natural for that kind of stuff to happen. So I get it. But, I mean, it was only last year that he was remarkable all season long with podiums, you know, uh, and wins. So, you know, remember he the first year he got with Alden Baker, he kind of stepped it up a little bit, you know. So, yeah. um, you know, there was a little bit of that. And uh, um, I, I, I saw him a little bit more raw speed, a little bit more uh, aggression towards guys. So it's odd to see him drop off. But you're right. There's a natural drop off in age for sure, you know. Right. Um, I'm just surprised. I am. I really am. I, I, I just he's so consistent all the time, you know? Yeah, I am too. I thought it'd be I thought it'd be in the hunt with, with bottling with uh, Eli and, and Ken Rocks until he crashed, but uh Yeah. It, no, yeah, it's a little surprising. It is a little surprising because yeah. again, like I said before I took your call, if you said, Hey, he's gonna he's not gonna be able to match Tomax raw speed, I'd be like, Okay. Because we saw that, whether it was Stu or RV or anybody else. But to, right. to struggle late in races where fitness is an issue, to struggle with Marv, to struggle with Davey, who's normally a guy that he would blow blow around, even though Millsaps rode good, um, that's a little weird for sure. So yeah. if he was just getting seconds right now and Eli was beating him, that's okay. I'm not going to sound the alarm. 
but it's all the other stuff that makes me go, hmm, that's odd. You know? Yeah. So yeah, at the end of the race is his that was, that was his strong suit. And right. Right. You see. Yeah. So. Absolutely. So um, makes more sense. This weekend though in uh, in Detroit, his fast lap was on lap 18. So knocked a little bit of that theory about uh, maybe he's not in quite good enough shape as he was once was. You know. Um, you know because w- yeah. when Marv's got him before, he's dropped off quite a bit. So. All right. All right. Thanks cool. The, Thanks, Cole. The, thank, thank you, man. Appreciate it. Yeah. I mean, there is a bit of that. Uh, sense with Dunge, like it's a natural progression with things, but again, like it seems uh, odd at this at this time of year that it's happened this quick. Uh, FlyRacing.com, please check them out. Light Hydrogen Racewear, uh, as we said, the uh, 2017 and a half kinetic mesh stuff is out now. FlyRacing.com, they make much more than gear, and uh, yeah, it's a real cool website. Also, too, mountain bike stuff. People have uh, asked me about the mountain bike things from from uh, Fly Racing, and it's terrific, and we gave away a helmet a few weeks ago. BTOSports.com does carry Fly Racing mountain bike uh, gear, so please check them out, and uh, you can also use Pulpamex for a discount for the mountain bike line of gear. Uh, speaking of Fly Racing, on the line jason thomas what's up jt what's happening how are you how's that how's mexico uh it's, it's pretty phenomenal i bet i bet it is it's 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 really you phenomenal oh, I, I know but you I, I i'm really i'm really uh impressed with your commitment to the show to come on when you are taking a little bit of a holiday so thanks yeah you're yeah. trying to you're trying to push me away but i wasn't having it <laughs> by the way speaking of pushing away our man in the corner there he has no comment about whether Dunge is going to lose this title, and he doesn't know what's going on. He, he has no... Oh, no, he's lost all faith. Oh, he's rattled. I've never seen him. He's just it's unbelievable. So, but, I mean, you know, like Cole, the caller Cole just said, hey, this is just a natural thing. He's getting older. And I get that, but I don't know, man. I, there's got to be something else going on here, just because he can't seem to get second, even behind Eli right now. Um, and And he's you know, battling with Davey. And I feel bad for saying, like, oh, he's battling with Millsaps. But Davey's a great rider. But Ryan Dungey has had no problems with Davey Millsaps uh, most of the years. So, um, I don't know. What do you think is going on? Again, another, uh, another question. Yeah, I think it's partially uh, due to his injury last year. And, uh, you know, that was the first significant injury he's had in, shoot, I don't know, long, uh, since 2012, maybe. So I think that played a role. Uh, I don't know how much to attribute to that, but to completely disregard it would be a mistake because it's, uh, as we've seen, injuries are are tough to overcome. Um, But I think more than anything, I think, you know, the mental side of it has played a role. I don't see him as dominant mentally as he was uh, even a year ago. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, just that, that first lap confidence where no matter what, it, it didn't seem to matter where he started. He was just pushing people out of the way, you know, to get to the front. And uh, we noticed that big time when he switched to Alden. And this is the first year where I haven't really seen it as prevalently as I have in past years. So mentally, I think uh, he's taken maybe a, just a step backwards. And then, uh, you know, the I don't know what to attribute the, the physical part to, because it's inconsistent. You know, some weeks uh, he's great at the end of the race, like Daytona, and then other weeks like Minneapolis. And, um, you know, uh, there, there's been a couple other rounds, too, where he's given up the, the lead to – or the second place to, yep. yeah, to Marvin. And he just hasn't had that elite-level fitness at the end of the race. And um, so I, I don't know. It's, it's weird. You know, probably – there's uh, five or ten people on earth that really know what's going on, and unfortunately we're not one of those. Yeah. But it's definitely not the same elite level we saw last year. No, no, it's it's very strange. Uh, you know, Marvin appears to have him covered right now. Uh, a, a better qualifying time in Detroit, though, uh, for Dunge than, than, than we've seen. And Baggett was coming, and Davey fought him hard, but... Um, interesting to uh, to see this. What's going on? I, I I still like Eli Eli to win again this weekend. Get his eighth win. I, 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 yeah. I don't know how you can stop it. Yeah, the biggest difference to me is that you know a guy like a guy like Eli or, or I'm sorry, a guy like Davey or a guy like uh, Blake, um, any of those guys that have been giving him trouble, he would have dispatched those guys so easily last year oh. in 2015 as well. Yep. And he just is not able to do it. Uh, last year wasn't at the end of last season wasn't his best either. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kenny had him covered pretty well, but we we know that Ryan was trying to protect his championship. So uh, yeah. I don't know. You know, there's a lot of factors at play, but you know what I keep coming back to is in all of these scenarios, there's no way in 2016 he would have followed Davey for 10 minutes. Just would have never happened. So yeah. Yeah. 
what is it physical or is it mental or what's going on? There's there's just um, definitely a drop off from that level. Tits. What do you make of your guys' podium comments, too? This The other weekend, it was just a race. There's bigger things. Uh, this weekend, it was, uh, hey, we got to get those starts better. Uh, it's been all over the map with his podium comments. Yeah, all over the map. I mean, at least in the past, when he didn't have a great night, he's like, yeah, you know, not yeah. a big deal. We'll, yeah. you know, we'll keep working on and, and stuff like that. And We got and a yeah, good team. We, we yeah, yeah. It's, he, yeah. he never really seemed like he was shook before, whereas now you're definitely getting more hints that there's – not all is uh, kosher right? in the dungeon camp. It's don't you, that's, that's yeah. part of the thing that, that, that worries me the most is that he doesn't seem to have that strong front the way he used to. Do you agree, JT? His podium comments have been strange. Like, yeah, they are, and, yeah. and I think they're telling to where his mental uh, fortitude is. But you know, we've—I know you and I have talked about this, and we've both written about it. But his first lap positioning is really taking a step backwards this year, and I don't want to say that's you know, fully to blame, but it definitely snowballs from mm-hmm. there. Because even in the races he got out front, you know, um, he was able to hold on a couple times. Atlanta, he was able to hold on. You know, Eli was coming, but he, he did enough. Yep. And he won, rightfully so. But then at Minneapolis, uh, he had actually passed Eli early, and then Eli was able to get back around him, and then we saw Marv come and uh, get uh, him as well. Minneapolis and Indianapolis were like a carbon copy race. They were. Yeah. They were anywhere with it. Annapolis at the end. It, there's a good thing we're not going to Annapolis, <laughs> Annapolis this year, yeah. right? Right. Uh, because it, yeah, they were both basically the same race where you know he dropped off and then you know Marvin and, got him lap fifteen. And or uh, so. not only he dropped off, he caught Eli a bit and made a move, briefly taking a lead, and then you know dropped off. So yeah, and it was yeah. weird. I was I was trying to analyze that and I've seen it before, and I don't know this, that this is what's going on with Ryan, but I was trying to see if maybe it was but sometimes when guys are not in a great place physically um when they really push themselves into a red zone where ryan was trying to catch eli say lap five through ten they put themselves into this bad spot where they go past their limit and then their body just kind of is like yep we need to we need to slow down here for a bit and they just don't have anything left mm-hmm. I, i've been there you know and, and obviously i'm not comparing myself to ryan but I, i've gone through that where you just and everyone who's ever run or bicycled or anything you basically it's called you know you blow yourself up which is the common term for it and i don't know that what that's what ryan's experiencing but you can see him put in a big effort to try to catch eli right and last year that was what he was able to do he would put in this effort level that no one could really sustain and he was able to he just doesn't look like he has that right now and when he tries to go to that place it looks like it bites him in the last five laps he really really is just kind of holding on Looks like to me, I feel like if he was sick or Epstein or, or, you know, something mono, we would be hearing about it a little bit. I feel like Camp Dungey would put that out. Roger would put that out a little bit. But we haven't. But maybe. Maybe we'll find out at the end of the year something's going on, you know. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Because, he, you know, that's that's where it's really confusing because the inconsistent side. At Daytona, if he has Epstein-Barr or mono or anything, true. he can't do yeah. that with Cole You're at right. the end. Yep. You know, it's just impossible. So yep. I don't know. I don't yeah, know what right. to point to. You're right. You're right about that. Uh, looking ahead to St. Louis, one of the reasons why I think Tomac will win again this weekend is, A, the St. Louis dirt is traction galore. And for Tomac, that is awesome. He can uh, he can really be throttle happy and really be aggressive and, and, and make the bike stick. And two, the track looks great jt this might be the one of the best tracks of the year this is coming up i mean we know the dirt's great but i really like this track yeah it's creative uh the only question i have is uh it gets a little tight when you get into those those the over-unders it, they're really short sections and a lot of turns so i'm hoping that they get the uh, the rhythm sections correct and and then there is room to pass uh but i still you know i, I don't think it's just a ui's going to win because it's tacky scenario because if you go back and look, it really hasn't mattered. No, uh, race no, like, no. Like Glendale. Glendale wasn't tacky, and he crushed everyone, you know, like unbelievably bad. Detroit, so really Detroit not tacky. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. So I really think it's a situational thing where for Ryan, he needs to get the whole shot, which he's he'd made mention of on the podium, and then he needs Eli to not get it right on the start. And, and Eli, listen, Eli's not impervious to this. Look at his heat race. If Eli gets that start in the heat, he doesn't win. He does not win. He couldn't even qualify out of the heat in that scenario. So luckily, he's timed his starts where you know he's made it made it count when he, when he needed to. Mm-hmm. 
But if he screws it up, uh, you know, and, and he gets a fourth and, and Dungy can find a way to win and push this goes back to 14 points, anything goes here. So, you know, we've all written and I've jumped the gun a bit saying that, you know, it's over and Eli's going to win. But it only takes one one double clutch off the start or look at the pileup that Reed and Dungy and all those guys got into last week. That That's very easily could happen to, to Eli. And there's he he could not do anything wrong, and the guys just push into him from the inside. So there's a lot of racing left. There's five rounds left, and uh, you know Ryan's had the number one plate for a long time for a reason. So I I've been a bit guilty of handing this over to Eli early, but I'm not so convinced. Uh, um, I do think now. Eli's the best guy. Yeah, I think Eli's the best guy, but there's a uh, it's racing for a reason. Long whoop section. And over-under bridge, which everybody always loves. And we're not using the over-under bridge as the finish or anything either. You go over it like a tabletop. I like that. Um, chanceability, that hump stays in the starting straight, JT. I think it will. Really? Uh, it'll just be It'll be subtle. Okay. Um, the bigger it is, the more chance chanceability of bad things happening. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I think a subtle one is actually kind of cool because it, it gives guys uh, – a chance to be, you know, creative and getting mm-hmm. their rear wheel back to the ground sooner, and and it just adds a level of uh, skill to the start. But yeah. when you make the jump too big, then guys get air and then they can't stop, and it just creates carnage. But yeah, no, it'll be interesting to see. Um, all right, let's get to some phone calls here for people. First up, let's go, Robert. Robert, what's going on? Thanks for calling the Fly Race at Moto Sixty Show. What's your question? Hey, Steve. Thanks for having me on. I was listening to uh, Main Event Moto on Monday, and they alluded to, I can't remember if it was Daniel Blair, who alluded to that they've heard rumors that Ken Roxon might not ever race again. Is there? Have you heard anything like that running around? No. I mean, why would there? No. There would be no rumors. I, about, I mean, he. no matter what, like, okay, maybe he doesn't race again. But he is going to damn well try for a long time to come back to race. So there, I don't see how you could say right now, yeah, he's never going to race again. You know, I, I don't, right. I yeah, don't that's see that. Kind of what I thought. And then I had another question about sure. uh, Dungey. Y'all been talking about him quite a bit, obviously. But uh, I know I've heard in the past that he freaks out really bad about setup. Is is that maybe one thing going on right now? He's got well. Um, he's not winning, so he's jacking with the setup again? or He's known to be a setup guy, although I talked to Carlos, his mechanic, last year, and when the new race replica bike came out, Carlos is like, it's amazing. He's barely touched his bike. This thing's awesome. He loves it. Um, so maybe, JT, I'll, I'll go with you, maybe this year he's back to you know saying, hey, let's try some things on the bike. It's possible, but I'm going to say it's not because if you go back and look at those – time periods when he was really struggling with the bike setup, you constantly heard about it and you saw him in the mechanics area and you, you heard about all the testing going on during the week. Right now we're not hearing about any of that. You know, I'm yeah. not hearing that they're doing any testing. I'm not even hearing that, that he's complained. So I just feel like that conversation usually gets out. Um, and, and maybe not on television, but to us anyway, you know, I'm in, I'm affiliated with a KTM team and they work with the same testing people. And I haven't heard any conversation about it at all. And I feel like I would in that scenario. So I just feel like whatever he's dealing with, it's, um, you know, I, I feel like he's struggling with Eli's pace, which everybody is. Eli's running away from people, you know, like Marv said on the podium last week, I could not go as fast as Eli, you know, it's just that right. point blank. And then uh, I just feel like Ryan starts have been not where they have been, you know, and that's, that's just data. We both have run the numbers and he's three to four spots on, off in the first lap than where he was. And Eli, to his credit, has moved up three to four spots on the first lap. So when you calculate that into the overall results, um, it starts to make sense. Yeah. All right, Robert. Thanks, man. Thanks for the call. All right. Thank, Thank you, Steve. JT, what about Roxon? Not never racing again. I feel like it's a little premature to say that. Yeah, I mean, outside of time travel, I don't know how anybody could ever say that. Right. I mean, you know, because it's an arm injury, you know, and I know there's a lot going on. There's nerve damage and elbow and all kinds of things going on there. But I feel, I feel it's definitely going to be significant his recovery time. But also, given the fact that he is a world class talent, 
and HRC Honda is committed to him, you know, and there's no rush, uh, I'm not I'm not too concerned. I think mm-hmm. it's going to be lengthy, as I said, but it, eventually he'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, Jeremy, what's going on? Jeremy, thanks for calling the show. What's your question? Hey, how's it going? Good. Um, uh, just, I was just thinking about um, since Alden came in with Ricky uh, back in the day, would would this be the first year if Eli can can beat Dunge that Alden's main guy has uh, made it through the season without injury and and lost the championship? Well, he's still in the lead right now. Let's not forget that. But uh, um, it does feel like Dungey's going to lose this title. I, I, I'll give you that, Jeremy. Uh, but. Um, uh, well, yeah, made it through the whole season. I was going to say Stu got hurt a couple times, but Jeremy, you're saying made it for the full season. And uh, yeah, it, JT, that being healthy, do you remember that that might this might be? What was the question about? It was about Dunge being out front, right? No. Is this going? If if Dunge loses, is this going to be the first season that Alden's guy has made it through the whole season and lost? Oh yeah. Um... Stu got hurt a couple times. Yeah, um, you know. Well, Ricky, Ricky won every time. Yeah. Uh, unless Stu, you count, unless you count the World Supercross title that Ricky raced and James right, beat right, him. Right. Right. Yeah, which I don't count that. Uh, Stu was behind. He's actually tied with Chad. Um, he was either behind or tied when he decided to get his knee fixed mm-hmm. in 2008. So yeah, this yeah. would be the only time yeah. ever. Yeah, yeah, yep. might, might be Jeremy. This yeah. Is it. So, good question, man. Thank you. All right, thanks. Thanks. Uh, Justin, what's going on? What's happening? Uh, thanks for calling the show. Yeah, sure. Um, just kind of on the same subject, of course. Um, if in a perfect storm, the last two rounds, it comes down to Dungey and Eli, and, and uh, granted, like they're basically tied for the lead at that point. Um, mm-hmm. Has Dungey ever been in a position where he has to raise the aggression to try to save or get that championship and do you think he's even got enough wind in the sails to do so he seems so deflated at the end of these races um not that i mean would eli just ride up to him if he was in the lead pass him and dungy would have nothing for him yeah or do you think dungy would use a tactic no matter what it would be to somehow keep him behind him whether it's trading pain or, or banging bars or whatever I don't think so. Dunge Dunge has won basically all his titles going away, if I remember right. Maybe maybe one of the, yeah. maybe the well, this is the two fifty national title uh, went down to the wire with Porcel, but then didn't Porcel? Yeah, Steel City. I remember they went at it. I don't know, but uh, you're right. Um, mostly Dunge has never gone down to the last race title fight. But JT, I don't see Dungey doing anything like Chad Reed did in in, um, in the in Vegas bumping stew and all that kind of stuff. I just think he's he's not going to do that. Uh, yeah, it'll be interesting because, as you said, you know, Dunge's never been in the spot outside of uh, J-Law, you know, if we want to go back that far. That's true, yeah. So uh, it'll be interesting. You know, I think he, he's got to realize that it's uh, – it's, I don't want to say do or die, but he's got to win races. And I, I think he knows that, you know, because just uh, a month ago we were sitting here and we were leaving Atlanta and he had pushed the lead back to 25. And I remember uh, Wygant and I texting each other and saying, like, oh, man, like that was, uh, that was a pretty big statement to be able to hold on to win that and push it back to 25 points. You know, that's a big swing there. And here we are a month later and it's seven and the tide has completely turned again. So I would guarantee you that, the common theme around Claremont this week is we got to win. You know, if what about, we want to win this title, it's not going to get handed to us. We got to go win and take it. What about JT? All of Team Alden Baker showing up for a non-invited press day before Detroit. That's interesting. Yeah, I think I think that's Alden just trying to shake things up. Yeah, and uh, it just kind of breaks these guys out of their funk because if you really look at it, it wasn't just Dunge. It's Anderson. It's Marvin. It's Dunge. Um, and then Wacko had been doing pretty well, but his top three guys really were in a funk. Yeah. You know, Marvin had come off successive bad weeks uh, because, you know, you look at before that, and it would it had all been bad. And I know he was sick, but the results were terrible. Mm-hmm. And then Anderson really hasn't had anything. I mean, he's been yeah. he's been the worst of the bunch, so he really needed to change it up. And then Dunge has got to he's, he's flip the script here to yeah. win this title. So 
I think Alba's just kind of shaking, shaking the tree here a bit yeah. to try to say, hey, guys, I don't know what we need to do if we need to get yeah. off our regularly scheduled programming here, but let's, we're not performing. Let's pack up and head to Detroit, everybody. <laughs> um, exactly. Hey, uh, Justin, uh, thanks for the question. Do you want the Fly Racing Goggle Garage? Do you have a uh, bike? Well, I, I do, but uh, I'm going to pay it forward. Give it to the next guy. I'm an industry guy, so I get okay. uh, some deals here and there. Anyway, yeah, so that's very nice ahead, of you. Don't worry about it. Thanks sure. for the question, though. It, it is going to be interesting. Thank you, man. All right, we'll see you this weekend. Thanks, man. Uh, Fly Racing Goggle Garage Bag, 702-586-7857. Got a few lines open. Jason Thomas from Fly Racing on the line. Truck Hero, Get Data, and Pro Taper all on board with us. ProTaper.com, Get Data, and uh, Truck-Hero.com. Talking about St. Louis coming up this weekend, round 13 of 17. JT, um, we touched on this in our review podcast on, uh, on Racer X, but I think Roger... And I'm surprised, and David Villeman are surprised. And I, I think Roger's going to have to have a talk with some of these KTM guys. They don't need to pull over. They don't need to, like, stop. If you're beating Dunge, like Marvin, in way ahead, don't let him go. And if, but if you're Millsaps or Baggett and he catches you, maybe don't fight out like it's World War II. I don't know. I'm a little perplexed. I don't expect, or say Marvin at Indianapolis, if, hey, Marv, if you catch Dunge, and it's late in the race. Could you just let him have second, you know, or first or whatever it is? Um, I don't know. I feel like there needs to be a little bit of that, and I'm surprised it hasn't been because right now Millsaps, I mean, he fought. He fought Dungey's hard. We've seen Baggett fight him really hard, and granted, earlier in the year. But now we're getting late, and it's time to start doing that, I feel. Well, you look at, okay, so let's go back to Arlington. Look at the war that Dino and Dunge had. And, and uh-huh. Dunge got him, finally. But it was significant. I mean, they went at it. Then you look at Baggett, who's been coming on. He's absolutely in the race with Dungey, week in and week out right now. Davey really took, took a step forward and gave Dunge everything he wanted for 10-plus minutes. Marvin, arguably, is faster than Dunge right now. Beat him last weekend. Uh-huh. Jason Anderson, he's, I know he's had a rough go of it, but he could absolutely jump in there anytime. He's that level. He could be in there. So you start looking at all these guys, you know, that could possibly shake things up. And yeah, I, I would agree. I don't, I don't know how to approach that. I've never been in that conversation. I don't know that Roger just has a, um, a book. you know, just, <laughs> a, yeah, just an answer of how to go about this as far as a template, but Something needs to be said because if, if KTM's, you know, end goal is to win a title, which of course it is, they've got to take a long, hard look at this because they have millions invested in these guys across the board. And, and if you want to split KTM and Husky, that's fine, but we all know they're sister companies and there's same money going same places. Um, yeah. <laughs> you yeah my, at, it, you know, my, look at the other side. Look at your EY, and you're like, man, i got to deal with all these guys? Yeah. You know, if it comes down to Vegas and we're tied, I got to deal with six guys. Yeah, yeah, no, That's I know. Rough, oh, know? I agree, and, uh, yep. and 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 you know, it might end up. I guarantee you, Cowie is looking at this closely, and 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 you know, the higher ups at Feld could get a call if this gets silly. Yeah, they're um, ready to call foul play at any moment. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it'll be interesting to see. Now, again, I don't. If Marvin's ahead of Dunge by five, six seconds, don't stop. I'm not saying Marvin needs to stop and go. Yeah, go Ryan. But if he catches you, let him go. If yep. he, if you catch him late in the race, let him take the spot. That's all. That kind of stuff. You know, nothing, nothing, well, nothing and drastic. I, and I think it's for Marv. If it's me, I do it because it's my friend. You yeah. Know, like okay, yeah. you want to help KTM and all that, but man, yeah. like you you form these bonds when you train together and you suffer together every day and you ride and and do all the stuff and and they spend time together in their show, social lives and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not saying he dislikes Eli at all, but you want to see your friend win. Yeah, no, no yeah. doubt about it. Yeah, yeah, for so, sure. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Um, I, I can remember in you know 2008 when Chad had gotten hurt at uh, Detroit, and then the last few rounds he was just suffering through. He had a he had a cracked scapula. He had all these things going on where he was nowhere near his peak performance, and he he was really upset because he felt like he was facing all of Honda. You know, he was yeah. he was racing against Shorty. He was racing against K Dub. Anybody basically on a Honda, he felt like that was out to get him. Mm-hmm. And whether that was overblown or not, you know, he, he was really up against it. And on his side, all he had was Heath Boss, who really wasn't in the fight at that point. 
And, uh, you know, if it comes down to that, whether Eli has to face that or not, he's sure going to be thinking about it sitting on the starting line. Yeah, for sure. Uh, speaking of Reed, uh, Chris, welcome to the Fly Race and Moto 60 show uh, presented by Pro Taper, Get, and Truck Hero. What's your question about Chad Reed, Chris? How's it going, guys? Good. Um, I just saw a post about El- – or Ellie posted uh, on Instagram. Is uh, that any significance about his injury going to the doctor or anything? I didn't know anything about it. What'd she say? She said something about um, – he was in. He. It's nice not being in a title fight um, because he doesn't have to keep his injury a secret. Oh, okay. um, it was. It was a picture of all three of his kids, um, and they were waiting for him at the doctor. So I was just curious oh. if, especially um, JT knew anything about that. Uh, JT, anything you know? Uh, I think he's okay. Um, he's missing. He sent me a you know a picture, a private picture that I couldn't share, but. Uh, he's missing a significant amount of skin on his backside from his mm. back, you know, onto his, onto his butt, um, pretty bad to where he can't even wear clothes like during the week. And that's what she was kind of alluding to as well. But, uh, you know, I don't know exactly what he was getting checked out, but I did talk to him, uh, on Sunday and, and he wasn't, uh, like dangerously hurt or anything. So maybe he was just sore than he thought he should be and went to go get checked out. Uh, but it'll okay. be interesting to see how he can ride this weekend because yeah. it's not going to be comfortable. Like he's yeah. going to have to wrap his entire backside up to be able to ride. Yeah, that's sure. going to be gnarly. It was a, it was yeah, it was ugly crash for sure. Um, Chris, you want the fly racing goggle garage bag? I'd love it. All right, buddy, stay on hold uh, and uh, tits will get your information. And, and thanks for calling the show. All right, thanks, guys. Have thanks, a good day. Man. Yeah, thank you. All right, Chris. Yeah, good question. Uh, JT, like this thing's getting worse for Chad as it, instead of better. Um, you think he hangs it up? I don't think so. No, I, he's had a bad run, and you know, like crashing on the starts. Yeah, yeah. It just happens, you know, and it's just been a weird set of circumstances because you know, like at Daytona, he was moving forward and he kind of looped out and almost killed Brayton <laughs> there. <laughs> but it's been weirdo stuff, and to me, the only way I would see him hanging it up is if. A, Yamaha, and every other team was just like, nope, we don't have a spot for you. In that scenario, he's not going to go start his own team again. So if that happens, yes. And then B, is if he was just not fast enough to be relevant. Mm-hmm. And I haven't seen that. I still see him riding well. Yeah. You know, like He had that epic race with Dungeon Heat. He got second in the heat this past weekend in, in um, Detroit. So it's not like he's just way off. You I know. know. And but that's where I really – I don't think he can handle that. If he was just a, hey, I'm a 13th-place guy and I'm giving it everything I got and I feel like I rode great, yeah, he's gonna he's not going to do that. So uh, at this point, no, I think he'll still be out there in 2018. Yeah, it's just for him, uh, you know, he's not – yeah, he's not a dude going to do this. He's not going to hang out. But you're right. There's been, been weird stuff. It hasn't been – Hasn't all been working really easy for him, you know? So No, and just from talking to him, I know he still feels like he's his speed and riding is okay. Whenever, when things aren't going crazy, he's fine. Like, he's yeah. in the mix, and he can race with whoever. That's the most important thing to him is the competitive side. If he can't be competitive and he just doesn't have it, he's not going to do it. Right. But I think he's okay with all the crazy. If, if there's crashes and weird stuff, that's just that's just chance and that's racing. You know, he can deal with that. Right. All right, JT. Thanks, buddy. Thank you for coming on Fly Race and Moto Sixty Show. Appreciate it. Have fun down there. And uh, you're not going to St. Louis, so we will no, see you in the, We'll see you in the Emerald City of Seattle. All right, guys. Enjoy right. it. Thank you. See you. Uh, Jason Thomas, everybody from Fly Racing, flyracing.com, and uh, Truck Hero, and Get, and Pro Taper, our next guest from RacerX Online. He's my boss over there at RacerX. Jason Wygant. What's up, Weege? Yeah. You like how you were just ordered to do the show today? Because we had nobody there. Yeah, we had a couple I, people I basically falter. said no, and then later on you said uh, when, and then I kind of said no, and then you said, <laughs> okay, what's on? Yeah, we, we had some people fall out, okay? So we, 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 called, we called the emergency shoot. Hey, speaking of Pro Taper, that one of our sponsors, uh, I, I just wrote a story on pulpmex.com. I helped Tony Blazer with a story about Answer and the evolution of Answer gear and Answer parts and everything. And he had an ad of the Pro Taper bar. And I remember that. Hello. When that crossbarless bar came out with Bradshaw, that was that blew oh, yeah. his wig back. Remember that? The magenta crossbar pad, or no, sorry, non crossbar yeah. pad. What, yeah. What, what was that pad called actually? A bar pad. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But I remember it was magenta, and it looked awesome. It did. Weird. Yeah. But somehow Bradshaw made it work. You're like Bradshaw's got no crossbar, bro. 
Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And actually, I believe things. the news was so far behind in those days. It was like you saw a magazine article three months later, and you're like, oh, now I understand. Yeah, yeah you're right. You, you literally yeah. had to see it while they were working through prototypes, and then that, you had no information, nothing. Yep. So, yep. Uh, Jason Wygan on the Fly Racing Moto 60 show talking about St. Louis coming up this weekend. Weege, I don't know if you looked at the track map, but I was talking to JT about it. It looks like a great track, and we know they have great dirt. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to, to the race this weekend. Well, I'd recommend folks check out JT's column, Staging Area, posted this morning. A little site called racerxonline.com. Not familiar yeah, with it. Absolutely. Uh, I think it avoids some of the. Well, whatever. It looks like it's got options. I yep. think it avoids what a lot of the riders have been complaining about lately, which is uh, I think they're trying to cram in extra turns. So you end up with some short straightaways that they all say are too short to make anything happen. They can avoid some of that. Um, and the dirt, like you said, is awesome. But, hey, I'm the one that keeps picking up for these track builders and saying, don't blame them for not having passing options. The teams are too smart. They figure it out. You can't build two lines that are absolutely identical in speed. That's not scientifically possible. So there's only so much you can do. Uh, speaking of that, let's talk to Bo uh, on line three. Bo, what's going on? What's your question on the Fly Race and Moto 60 show? Steve, hey, uh, how are you guys doing? Good, man. Thanks for calling. Good. Uh, first off, I'm still laughing at we just staying with a stranger story in Detroit. That was awesome. Uh, it's ridiculous. And actually, um, <laughs> we had some, but we've had numerous texts with people in the industry that are saying, Weege, I will, you can stay in my room. Weege, I will buy your room. Uh, people have listened to the podcast and they, they are, they are also disgusted, Bo, that Wygant would do that. So, yeah, well, uh, hey, I, I might be able to get this going now. Um, a very, very profitable energy drink uh, company said they might be able to pick up the tab. I don't know if they got the money to clear it though, Steve. What do you yeah. think? Do you think have- yeah, I think they're all right. I think they're okay. <laughs> if anything, do it for the stories. Oh, jeez. All right, um, Bo, what's up? That's what I told the guy. The so poor guy I stayed with him and taking a beating. He's like, random guy? I didn't know I was just random guy. And I'm like, it's for the story, bro. Just let it go. Just let it go, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm listening to uh, the latest episode of that other internet radio show. The, the other? I'm not, like, from, uh, not familiar with them. It looks like Wes Williams, uh, formerly a verb, is in a contest to win a really badass camera, and I was just going to plug him since he's so good to the industry. Um, he set up a link. You just go to the old verbmoto.com, mm-hmm. and it takes you directly to the vote button. And if he's in the top 15, it goes to a panel. Uh, Travis Rice and some other action stars are on the panel um, where he gets a chance to win a $150,000 camera. Oh, sweet. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, I've seen – why can't you posted something about this? Yeah, I highly recommend you check out that video that he posted as well because uh, there's some great voiceover work and narration and perspective from a very soothing <laughs> and knowledgeable industry voice. Um, I just can't recommend it enough. Um, yeah, you know what? And I've seen Dub Dub posts over and over about this, and I have not voted. I need to. I, I suck. But Dub Dub's great. He, he's a fantastic guy. He's awesome at his job, and I need to go vote, and so should all of you people. So. Yeah, right basically, on. there's a whole right. bunch of people Thanks. from other Thanks, um, backgrounds. I would like to win. Yeah, um, you know, yeah, we'll yep. see. Uh, let's get to yep. – I want to talk 250s with you, Weege, but let's get to Zach first. Yeah. Zach, what's going on? Hey, Steve, what's going on? What's up, Weege? I was uh, curious if there's any worry about Mookie riding the outdoors because I think it's imperative for his career to ride the outdoors this summer to, to get his base fit. Well, you know, what do you guys think? Zach, he doesn't think it's imperative to ride the outdoors. <laughs> uh, neither do his sponsors. I don't think there's any plans for him to ride outdoors and not going to happen. So um, just, yeah, one of those things. Weege, you know anything? Yeah, I know he's not obviously doing it with the team he has. Uh, he told me that. But and honestly, any privateer team like that, it is more expensive to race outdoors. So I'm not going to blame them there. Financially, it's tough. But I don't think he's opposed to a replacement ride. But uh, I don't think that's going to happen. So there you go. Yeah, I'd like yeah, to see him outdoors for sure. Yeah. All right, thanks. Thanks for the call, man. Thanks, man. Thank All right, you. thank you. Yeah, I mean, I expected Mookie to be a bit better by now. Man, he's struggling a bit. He's, he's you know, I get the fever watching him in heat races, and, and he's so talented, of course. He's got the Stewart genes. But, man, I thought he'd be closer to the 6, 7 spot, you know, each week. Yeah, and uh, I'm gonna. I want to do a little study here. Uh, they had a real slow mo of the start uh, from where the heck were we? St. Louis. Um, is that where we were? No, we're in Detroit. <laughs> Detroit. Yeah, they're all dumb. They're all the same. Okay, the start in Detroit. They showed slow motion of Reed and Bogle getting into it and Dunge and Baggett collecting with them. If you watch that slow motion clip, 
Mookie is so far behind coming out of the gate. He's not even close to yeah. tackling in the turn one. So now I want to do a little study. Like you said, he is so great in the heat races. I am now beginning to wonder if he goes to the line in the main event like the rest of the privateers, like the Nick Schmitz of the world that are like, I'm in, dude. That's all I got. I got nothing. I'm not going to be able to do the 20 plus one. I'm just going to put in some laps. Uh, you think? One start. Uh. But I – that's just one start. But, I mean, hey, we saw it in the heat race. You even proof it extra there. Like, this is where Mookie starts to heat up. Yeah. And he did. And he went after Kennard. He went after a bunch of guys. Wilson, he made passes. You do not even see signs of that in the main event. You don't even see – it's not like he goes eight laps and then yeah. slows down. Yeah. You don't see anything at any point. Because I think I think he knows he doesn't have 20 plus one in him. So, hey, I just got to try to. Which is why I think he just rolls on the gas off the start. And he's like, ah, whatever start I get, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. That would be odd, though. I mean, the idea is to get off Privateer Island. Isn't that the idea? I don't know. Um, yeah, I agree. All right, let's get keep, um, let's keep rolling these phone calls over. We got uh, yeah. uh, we have uh, David. What's going on? You got a question for Wygant? Yeah, I got a question for Wygant about the uh, the team tactics that could possibly go down between now and Vegas. Um, as Weege knows, WrestleMania is right around the corner. Thirty year anniversary of WrestleMania three. Weege, you know that. I know you do. Weege, so th- do you understand on? thirty years of WrestleMania three? Is something or another? Oh, yeah, the Pontiac Silverdome and uh, Rita Franklin had a national anthem at 97,000 people. And uh, Hogan versus Andre, arguably the greatest wrestling match ever. 30-year anniversary this year. Um, yeah, Pontiac Silverdome, Team tactics happening with Team Husky versus Team Cal in the 250F and Team KTM, Team Husky and versus Eli in the 450s. And before you answer that call, can we get Bob Hanna on the phone? Yeah, yeah, we we yeah, Hannah knows all about that. Yeah, for sure, uh, or Glover Which, that for that I, matter too. Um, I know, I know, we do, I know uh, Steve's stance and JT stance on this. What's your stance on how this can play out? Like, do you what do you think? We I do not agree with it. I'm surprised. JT's surprised. David Villeman is surprised. What do you think, Weech? Surprised over over what? That there hasn't been a little bit more of KTM Husky teaming up, a la WrestleMania. To stop no, Eli I'm Tomer. not surprised. This is what we all do. We all analyze the crap out of things. We think too hard. We think too much. And the teams rarely do team tactics. There's about one team tactic for every 900 times we believe it's going to happen. So uh, I'm not surprised at all this seems to be the way. It's almost like they don't even realize it. It's so weird. No. I can't tell you how many times we've gone into the finale of whatever class is closed, and we're like, well, this teammate's going to do this, and this team is going to do that. And you know what they all do? Nothing. They do nothing. <laughs> so let, here we let are Ryan, again. Let, let Dungy by won't happen on the pit board? I can't say that if it comes down to the final race or the final laps of the year, but um, the fact that it didn't happen here with six races to go, Millsaps and Baggett battling it out, I'm like, for whatever reason, that's just typical. Yeah. Well, it'd be a good time yeah. to have your camera at the Tippy Six pit board. Yeah, right yeah, here. exactly. All right, thanks, David. Thanks for the call, man. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Uh, all right, one last more. Mike, what's going on? You want to talk about Dungey's podium comments? Hey, yeah. Hey, quick uh, statement a little bit. Didn't Mike Brown pull over so Ricky could win the 125 class and we dropped down? Mm, Ricky pulled over so Brownie could win. Oh, that's right. It was Brownie. I'm sorry. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. my question is, Getting back to the Dungy podium comments and some strange the caller is correct. What? Caller is correct. What? Good job. What happened? Brownie Brown? pulled over so Carmichael could win the overall. Ricky did not pull That's over. Correct. Brownie. Oh, yeah. and but okay, and Brownie had the title already wrapped. That's he correct. Did, he did pull yeah. over. Yeah. Right. This well, doesn't matter. Yeah. It got me thinking <laughs> anyway, because it got me thinking because there's no chance Ricky pulls over. Uh, my mistake, by the way. Uh, yeah, no there's problem. no chance that R- Ricky pulls over if it costs him the overall. No way, because he was going right. for the record, right? So. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's not my question. My question is, and I'm a huge Dungy fan. I think he's been great for the sport. And he's an incredible rider. And you remember in the press conference, I think it was two races ago, where he said, "I used to be behind Ryanville over four years, like Eli's behind me, and it sucks." Yeah. Do you get the feeling that if he keeps Eli, keeps up the momentum no matter what, even if he wins the Supercross and it goes in the outdoors, he sees the light at the end of the tunnel and says, this guy's the next one, and I'm not going to stay second again because it sucks. 
Uh, and never mind that. What about the 94, who's also younger and hungrier and obviously exactly. has, has a big yeah. hurdle in front of him with this arm injury, but we think he's going to come back. Um, yeah, I think he's done at the end of the year. I do. Um, we and 20- with the chase format, he's not a fan of. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I know. I talked to Alden a little bit about that. Uh, also, he's not a you know not a fan of that. Weej, what do you think? I, what do you think of Dungey's comments about the four years behind Villapoto and it sucked and he wanted to quit? Yeah, this is why um, you know one of my pet peeves is doing the math when someone has a points lead. Yeah. Uh, when we left Atlanta, people were saying, "Oh, now all Dungey has to do is finish second in every race." But here's why that never works out. No rider that's good enough to win a title can finish second 10 weeks in a row and be cool with it. They just can't. There's just too much confidence, ego. They work too hard for it. Uh, you can't just keep getting beat straight up week in and week out and leave the race and say, oh, all good. I got the points lead. I don't care. And we've seen it. Dungey continues to have the points lead, and Dungey is doing every mental trick he can come up with right now to not – start punching holes through the wall, while Tomac, who is still behind, is cruising on easy street. So I absolutely think well, that there's a, there's a huge factor. And, yeah, Dungey might have the points lead, but he's not happy about the way the races are going. So if he's looking for signs yeah. of issues should stay or should he go, that's probably not helping. Yeah, I think I think he's out at the end of the year. What do you think? Uh, I think a couple of reasons is leading me to think, yeah. I, I'm not stamping it or guaranteeing No, no, it, me neither. Nope, nope. Yeah, I mean, he got hurt last year pretty bad, the neck injury. I think the rocks and things scared him a bit. He's not dominating this year with the Tomac, like the caller is saying here. So I think you start wrapping a lot of those things together, and it starts making sense. And also, too, Mike, think how hard he's working at Baker's place. It's so exactly. much work. It's so yeah. much. I mean, I just got finished with the Ryan Villapoto story for Racer X. and It was awesome, by the way. Thank you. All RV could talk about was, no. It's a lot of work. You don't understand. Nobody understands. Right. It's so much work. He must have said that a hundred times. Mad was, and how mad was Ferry when he kept getting second, but he won the title? I mean, he was super fast. But ah, oh, let me tell you, that was strategy though, and that worked out perfectly. The perfect the way that Timmy and Suzuki figured that out. So <laughs> thanks, Mike. Appreciate it. Thank you. Ferry had that thing down perfect. He knew Dowd, Roncada, RC, all gonna crash, all gonna crash. You know so. Um, yeah, yeah. He was a, to take. He, sometimes you're in taking what you can get mode. That's not what Dungey's in right now. No, he wants it all. Yeah. No. Yeah. All right. Uh, Weech. All right. Let's talk some two fifties. So this thing got turned right upside down with Osborne's uh, front wheel issue in Detroit, and Savachi's the points leader, and uh, Zacco and Adamson Cirillo and Jordan Smith are all right there. Um, first of all, though, do you think we see more practice hijinks this weekend? I. I I tend to think it's probably over, but uh, if we do see practice hijinks, uh, this class could explode. Yeah, if, yeah, exactly. If it were to happen, it would be like, um, uh, again, to bring up a wrestling reference, it would be like when you get so injured you're put in the hospital and then the wrestler breaks into the hospital and then further works you over while you're injured. You can't keep picking at that scab. Like, it would be terrible. But I think everybody's going to chill out. The fine and suspension, it's kind of unfortunate maybe for Craig that he had to bear the brunt of the whole class. Yeah. But oh well. Yeah, hold hold on a second. Hold happened. on. Are you yeah. saying there was a wrestling subplot where a wrestler was in the hospital from an injury and the wrestler came and visited the ho- his enemy, came to the hospital and beat him down even more? I'm not even sure, but one time Stone Cold Steve Austin disguised himself as one of the nurses in the surgery room. I don't even know how he was able to, like, legally, medically pull that off. Yeah. Like, Vince McMahon's in there getting, like, hernia surgery, and all of a sudden you hear, I'll take it from here, Doc. And you're like, oh, my God, it's Austin as a nurse. Stop How, how he got past security and IDs. It's pre-September 11th. Maybe that's why. Maybe that's it. Uh, anyway. Anyway. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, if there was another practice problem, it would be... Yeah. There would be serious pain, fine penalties, and, and right. good feelings. I think that's done. Like I said, Craig probably took a little extra hit, uh, kind of bearing the brunt of everyone's penalty, but hey, don't run into dudes, and you won't. Yeah. So I guess you can't only blame you can't blame anybody else but him. Uh, as far as the races, I think, I think that because of the shenanigans the last few weeks, that all the title guys combined have probably thought to themselves, i got to chill out. Stop with the drama. I think there's been too much drama in the last few weeks, and although these guys are, mm-hmm. I think, relatively young, because we are talking about Zacho, who's well, older than Dunge, yep. but they're all at least new to this situation. I think they already got their introduction to, okay, i got to chill out and stop um, getting so emotional about this. Yep. So I think it's going to calm down a little bit in uh, the next couple of weeks. Who gets a win first, uh, Dylan Ferrandis or Christian Craig? Who gets their first win of the series first? 
end assessment closer, but I'm actually going to go with Craig. I am too. I would too. I would go with Craig. Yeah. Just, I, you want to, yeah. Go ahead. I think you saw what Ferrandis is capable of. Like, he led, he was gone, he wasn't able to do it for the full 15 minutes. Um, Where Craig, I think he has all the pieces if he just actually rides like he knows how. Um, And that could be as soon as this weekend. I I think he, this is actually shockingly a breakthrough in the main event for all the other stuff he dealt with. Mm hmm. I mean, he came from, what, 18th to 7th? Yeah, yep. Uh, so Sixth, I think he yeah. could do it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 7th, you're right. Um, yep. Savachi won, won the opener in Minneapolis and was angry at himself afterwards or just said he didn't ride that well. He has yet to get a yeah. win, but he has the points lead. It's going to be interesting to see. Like, he's got to get a win here. He's got to kind of step up a little bit and show us kind of what he had last year a little bit when he battled with Webb. Um, I don't. I don't know. He's he's a tick off. He's got Osho in his corner, but I. I, I mean, I think Osborne's been quicker. I like some of the flash I've seen from Adam a little bit more. Jordan Smith's been good. I, I don't know what's going on with Joey. Yeah, and he's a bad guy to have those mistakes happen to because yeah, no one is harder on himself than him. No, I mean his very first thing in every interview is no excuses. I can only blame myself. Um, but you know, he did wash out. He had the lead. You know, this weekend. So, yep. I, unfortunately for him, he's actually right, I guess, when he says that. But uh, that race the previous weekend, I, I thought Indy was pivotal. I mean, he had the whole shot. He had the lead. Osborne was able to get him. Yeah. And this sport is so weird where you can change the tracks, the cities, and a million other things and change clickers and probably wear different colored gear and different goggles and blah, blah, blah. But usually where you are is where you are. So, I still, I think until somebody kind of dethrone Zacho, like straight mm-hmm. up yeah. beats him. Yeah. I, I have no – there's nothing – a first-turn crash doesn't mean that he's no longer the fastest guy. Yeah. No, I'm with you. Yeah, who's yeah. who's been yeah. able to beat Zacho straight up? Nobody. Uh, bad start and crash yeah. in Daytona. Crash this weekend. You know, Minneapolis crash. Um, just yeah. outrace Zach Osborne. It's been tough. You know, this weekend in Detroit, uh, this past weekend in Detroit, in the, the second practice, there were three times that he went out and put himself at the top of the board. He's at the top of the board. He got the throne. He went out, put himself back on top of the board, got the throne again, went out and put himself back on top of the board again. It was just like, yeah, I got yeah. this. I got this, you know? Yeah, and as far as the points are concerned, I know he's down a little bit, but I consider the points almost a wash because this this is an exceptionally deep field, and you can make up points a lot more quickly. Um, I mean, no, like we even saw with Osborne at Daytona, you can get a fourth or a fifth or something simply, but with a one fall. Um, so it's not like even if he wins, Savachi's a guaranteed lock for second. Right. Uh, three races, ten points. That's totally doable the way this field happens to be right now. So I really wouldn't worry about the points too much. Mm-hmm. Kind of like I say with Tomac, it's like if you win the races, the things just tend to take care of themselves. Well, look, and remember, Vegas is a wacky race for these guys. So, you know. Oh yeah, that's going to be bizarre world. This, I, I, maybe the best hope for these guys is that. Uh, nothing happens to Hill badly in Salt Lake or Seattle because mm-hmm. as long as that's not close, yep. that'll probably make it a little easier on them. But if they're all scratching and clawing, yep. I don't even know. I yep. don't even know what to say. Yeah, it'll be it'll be nuts, man. Which is good. Which is what Feld wants and what I want and you want and everything else. So yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, all right, well, again, thank you for your time. Appreciate it. You will be going to uh, St. Louis this weekend. That's that's two races in a row. Nice work on that. So love to see. Uh, that. We're gonna go for three. We're gonna even go to we. We are even going to go to Seattle. Are we going to Salt Lake or are we skipping Salt Lake? No, then we're done. Okay, sorry. All right. Are yeah. we going to Vegas? Uh, that is the plan. I haven't exactly booked the ticket yet, but uh, i got to say, okay. chances are there's going to be a lot on the line. Remember, what was it, three years ago, Vegas was so boring? Oh, we, yeah. It, we had more fun watching the Dig Dug track workers than the, uh, yep, yep. the actual racing itself. Yeah, everything was sewed up, and yeah, there was not much. And the riders, the riders themselves are to blame for the East-West thing going to shit. Good job, everybody. It used to be Andrew Short days, James Stewart days, Nathan Ramsey days, incredible racing, Wyndham RC. The East-West shootout was phenomenal, and nice job, assholes, making the East-West thing just suck balls. Thanks for everything. Thanks for that. So. Yeah, the dudes would like, um, w- would like make a mistake in a rhythm lane in practice, not crash, like make a mistake and be like, ah, 
Yeah. I think I seat bounced that a little bit hard. I'm out. I'm out, I'm out for the night. Yeah. I'll yeah. see you at Hangtown. I'm out. Yeah. So, yeah. anyways, it's it's great though. Now I I agree. So. Oh yeah. Um. Thanks for your time, yeah, buddy. Go. Appreciate it. And we'll. Hey. Yeah. Oh, by the way, people. Tomorrow night, uh, six to nine yeah. Central Time, Pulpamex show from the Moto Museum in St. Louis. I talked to Fro today. Ralph's going to be there. Brock's going to be there. Millsaps may be there. So Wygant and Antonovich are going to be hosting with me. So thank you for that, for Weech. That's, that's awesome. Oh, yeah. No, I can't wait. It'll be fun. See you tonight. Tomorrow night. See you tomorrow yeah. night. Thanks, buddy. Right. See you. And that's been another exciting edition of the uh, Fly Race and Moto 60 Show presented by Get, Get Data, Truck Hero, Pro Taper, Tits. Will we have a new points leader next show, next week? New points leader next yep. week? No. No, I don't think he's going to lose more than seven points. Okay. Uh, this weekend. All right. Two weeks from now. Yep. You feel Moser could be a, a bad luck charm in in, uh, in Seattle? He's a bad luck charm for, for everything. So. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right, everybody. We'll be see you next Thursday, same place, same time. Thanks for listening. See ya.